Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt the Motorator Deander here with Bill Goldberg. Big day. Just call, just call me Mr. Multitasking. I'm telling you, big, big, big day, man. There's, there seems like there's kind of a handful of, of things going on. Uh, you got your handfuls over uh, your handful over there. Uh, what's happening? Well, I'm right in the middle of filming the second episode for Goldberg's Garage on YouTube, and quite obviously, I forgot to take the microphone off. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I guess it started at 6.30 when I was prepping the for the M100 for the shoot today, Wanda's truck. Um, and then uh, got the detailer over here about 8 and <clears throat> dealt with animals inside the structure as usual. Yep. And uh, a friend of ours bringing over a 68 uh, F250, which is an unrestored basic version of the copy of what, what we've got as Wanda's truck. So um, we did a little side by side. As I said, we're actively shooting the episode right now and taking a little break for uh, for the car cast stuff. But you know, just uh, just trying to survive in the YouTube world out there, man. Having fun. Trying trying to be a YouTuber. <laughs> no, I'm never going to try to be a YouTuber. I am Goldberg on YouTube. That's that's yeah. Using that YouTube. that's about that's probably the best way to 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 describe it. Yeah. Um. It's funny in dealing with sponsors yeah. and stuff. You, uh, they want to couple you with influencers, and it's like, well, I ain't no influencer. I guess I am an influencer, but I'm, you know, I'm not. I, I I'm not even on. exactly sure that that's the right term. I not necessarily for for you, but there's a there, there's quite a few out there people that are doing. A, a lot and i i don't think that influencer is is the right term you know i think it's embarrassing but i mean it is what it is I, I've, I've i've jumped into a different world and it's fun man it's fun i can finally get this car content out there right i i drove the the thousand horsepower uh hellcat the black car the carbon yep. fiber car the other day that's out in the episode right now and then I got to follow it up with something different. And, you know, you go from 1,025 horsepower, 1,023 to the crank to 100 and th- 129 at the at the tires, right, in this M100 thing. So um, the fact is that, you know, it's an eclectic collection and every car has a story. Every vehicle has a story. So that's why it's in the collection. So the, the the M100 will be an interesting video because I haven't seen that car. You've you've since gotten that car after leaving California, uh, but oh, no, we had we had that in California. Remember, it was on Leno. It, it was on Leno's show twice. Oh, was it in California? Maybe we left Leno on the side of the road in that truck on Leno's garage on it on the episode that he had. Um. Okay, I gotta I gotta. Th- Think about that. If I it's the P, P Green sixty seven Mercury that, oh, uh, that yeah we, the Mercury truck yeah 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 okay right I got you that's um uh that was Wanda's family truck yeah I mean like I said the reason it's in the collection is not because it's got a thousand horsepower or it's fun to rake through the gears it's got a freaking three speed you know on the column and uh, it's got one hundred and thirty nine horsepower the things. You know, so it's in the collection solely based upon its 
it's past. And right. This is this is uh, uh, Wanda's Wanda's dad had this truck. They he taught the taught her how to drive in this truck. And every kid learned how to drive in that truck. Yeah, I, I think the first time she got in it, she was eight. You know, I mean, the, the thing was, a it was a hunting truck. It was designated as a sole farm truck in 1973 when they bought it. Yeah. Uh, and they ran it into the ground, man. And it's still kicking today. And it's it's arguably the most expensive M100 on the planet because nobody's going to spend that restoration money on a truck like that. But Right. Yeah. No, it's gorgeous and it's fully restored and probably the car in the collection that would never get rid of let's it's like it's there's some cars you've got a lawman you know and the lawman yeah the lawman she'd would probably, she'd probably get rid of the lawman before she got rid of the mercury honestly that's probably that's probably true the the, the mercury just makes the most sense to 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 keep and and, and look i you know gage will realize how special that truck is uh and i'm sure the other kids uh and I don't know how many there are, but uh, uh, we'll understand how special that that car is, that truck is. But yeah, yeah it's that's some, cool something that's got to be in the family forever. Um, it's it's again one of those vehicles that, um, in telling the stories and rehashing them, it just brings you back to a simpler time, and it's a fun time. And you know, in this day and age, uh, we need stuff like that. What what I what I was thinking about back on that truck because so those of you guys who don't know Wanda is Canadian, and but grew up on a on a ranch or a farm. There, is that a Canadian truck or is it a is it a, an American truck? Hundred percent Canadian truck. They were they were all all the Fords were the same except for when they were exported to Canada. Then they were rebadged, and yeah. they were they were Mercury's, and so that's what makes that truck so rare. Is, is the 67 Mercury M100, which is the identical to the 67 F100. The badging is in a different location. Um, and as I said, one's a Ford and one, one's badge is a Ford, one's badge is a Mercury. It's interesting because we're going through Wanda's truck and everything on it says Mercury except for the horn button. And it's got a Ford emblem on it. And so the question is, were they... Did Ford just not go 100% in with changing all the emblems or did they, you know, what is this an aftermarket part that was put on afterwards? You know, who knows? So Right, right. Is is the speedometer a mile an hour or a mile per hour or a kilometer? It's mile per hour. It is mile per hour. Yeah. So there's a few pieces that were carryover from, from the U.S. The rebadging. Now, they that one is on the tailgate. Is it stamped Mercury? It, no. It's no, not. it's it's embossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's in the metal framed. though. Like they, they, the outer shell yeah, of that yeah, tailgate is yeah, is a new is, is a sheet metal stamping. Yeah, because they had a, yeah, because uh, that's different than just doing the badges, right? Like they, good luck going to find a for uh, a Mercury tailgate. Yeah, that's what I was I was thinking. Is like good luck trying to find that for sure. I mean all. You'd have to restore the one that's there. I mean, you'd have to weld and metal and 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 just do it from that. Like that's the only way you can really. Well, yeah, that or you refabricate one because you're not going to find one. Right, and then if you made one from scratch, which wouldn't be easy, but if you like, you take a Ford tailgate and then you'd you would just do you'd cut out the Ford logo and and weld. And, and if you made it from scratch, 
you'd have to have the Mercury tailgate because you would never get the dimensions of the, Absolutely. you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you would never get it right if you didn't know exactly what you were looking at, you know. Uh, uh, we were just talking about that other day on on one of the car projects that our guy Sean and, and Adam Kroller's garage is working on. He's got a BRE 510 that he's working on. But if we didn't really have the one of the original BRE 510s done as sort of the roadmap, there's so many things that he's fabricating from scratch. And then when he talked to to Pete Brock, he was like, hey, here's this overflow tank, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then it goes to the oil cooler. And he's like, where did you guys buy this? He's like, we made them in our shop back in the day. So Sean's like, great. Now I got to make one (laughs) and make it look exactly like the original. And he did a great job. But, you know, of course, Adam looks at it. He's like, hey, that's nice. And he's like, that's 200 hours of fab work. What did I just spend? (laughs) You know, I just spent, you know, $20,000 making (laughs) making a. I think that you could buy from Moroso for $199, (laughs) you know, like, like what it, you know, what it, what it we go to. Right. Yeah. So what's uh, the cost on that? Um, All right. So talk about kind of hectic schedules, a bunch of things up in the air. So uh, as we're here recording this, um, uh, Adam and I were sort of putting together a last minute plan to get to Rensport. And uh, they haven't done it in a few years between COVID and the years that they normally take off, but it's a big anniversary. And it's, I think, 75 with Porsche and 50 or something with 911. And uh, they uh, they wanted the, the Paul Newman 935 up there. Um, so we reached out to a friend and the guy's like, hey, I'm going up there. I've got my big rig truck. I'm bringing a few cars. Um, I've got an extra spot. And I was like, okay, sure. You know, I said, well, we can do that. Yeah. Why don't you take the car up? You, we know you, we like you, you've, you've handled the car before. So we trust your ability to do it. And, uh, and you know, Porsche was, was kind enough to, to cover the shipping fee because they asked specifically for this car. Um, we said, okay, great. Then, you know, I'm sure you could just have those guys pay you for it. You get a little money and you're going up there anyway. And then of course the last minute, it's just like, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, we told the insurance company that you're going up there and, you know, and, and now they can't cover you because he doesn't have a commercial license. Oh God. Uh, and he's not an employee of our company. If he's an employee, then you're covered, right? You can tow or drive anything. Right. Um, uh, anyway, couldn't get it done. So now, you know, we're a day away from the car. The car's got to be loaded in today. Today's Wednesday. Car's got to be loaded in today. Uh, this was yesterday afternoon. Um, and then, so, uh, you know, Porsche, by the way, is great. We we kind of scrambled with people at Rensport at Laguna Seca at the track and Porsche headquarters in Atlanta. And we found uh we found a hauler. Um and and they came by, by the way, with that sweet rig. I think you've seen this around LA. It's the flatbed, but with the complete clamshell over the back of it. And it's got like, you know, like a window in the back. So it's almost like like an art display. Like you could put a car in there and you can kind of see it. So uh they got a hold of um 
They got a hold of these guys. I think it was JP Logistics. They showed up within an hour at at the shop. Sean was there by himself. Uh, the guy helped get the 935 loaded up on the flat flatbed, closed the clamshell, and it and it's and it's in this you know little protective bubble basically, and it's on its way up there. It should be getting loaded onto the track as we speak. Now we solved that issue yesterday at the last minute. We didn't solve the issue of how the car was getting home. And I had already called uh, our, our buddy Bob Sellers over at Reliable. I go, hey, we're getting jammed up on, on cars and whatever. And uh, anyway, it's just I was on the phone with a million people yesterday and back and forth with Adam and he was filming a TV show. So he's, you know, it's you know how you jump back and forth, back and forth. He's like, I got to call you back up. They need me again or there's hair and makeup again. And then. I have, a, I, have a, I have a son that in the meantime of everything going on chooses to decide to want to go to the Notre Dame Duke game this weekend as an unofficial visit for Duke. So I'm yeah. trying to get that done at the same time. Uh, credit to Reliable. So I got a I got an early call at six o'clock in the morning and um, it's from Bob Sellers from Reliable. And uh, I, I didn't get the voicemail till a bit after. Uh, but so relieved. He was like, Hey, hey, Matt's Bob. Just want to let you know that I got your voicemail yesterday. Uh, Porsche already reached out to me and I have your car scheduled to be picked up and returned back to you at LA. He goes, I'm calling early. I apologize because I'm now getting on a plane and I'll be gone for the day. And I don't want you running around scrambling. And I was like, Thank God for that guy because he was such a rock star and saw my problem for the day. I was getting up going, Oh man, now I gotta figure out how to get the car up there, get it back home, and and he started my day off with the best voicemail going. Uh, you could get it. You, you're gonna get it shipped home. So, uh, looking forward to Rensport. Um, they, it, it's always the coolest Porsche event because the the cars are out there. They do the tractor race, which is kind of fun, and uh, a handful of of the vintage cars and the racing cars and the displays for the street cars. And Porsche always has. Uh, a few things that they debut. I think the Mission X that we saw will make like its U.S. debut there. Um, I think they have that. Uh, it's like a Porsche Speedster concept. Was it the the? I think it's the three fifty seven, the Vision three fifty seven Speedster concept. They'll have that nine eleven ST that we talked about, and probably something else that we don't even know about yet they'll they'll unveil something we don't even know about yet most of that will probably happen on thursday uh so we won't be there for the unveilings but we'll see the cars when we get there we just won't be there for the press conference but um yeah anyway i'm trying to get up there and honestly i don't even know if adam is completely glowing going at this point he had another engagement to do so i don't know if he's trying to get up there with me but um uh and then the other issue, of course, is he and I both drive electric cars right now. And we just did. <laughs> I know you're laughing. We just did a, an hour, you know, a week ago with Alistair Weaver about how he drove with the family in a, in a Rivian to Monterey and back. And he's like, it was the worst EV experience of his life. And he's like, if you are not in a Tesla on the Tesla network, you, you can't take a road trip. He came back. He was so frustrated. <laughs> and uh, 
so Adam's like, can we make it? I was like, we're not going to, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Uh, you know, I, I said, I've, I've literally just did a, a, an hour conversation with Alistair on the air about, about doing that. Um, but I last minute, uh, reached out to our friends at Volvo and they've got the S90 sedan, the full size luxury sedan, uh, hybrid, um, uh, being delivered tomorrow morning that we're going to be able to take up there. So uh, that I'm looking forward to because the S90 is really nice. And I don't mind that it's a plug-in hybrid because it's still got the gas engine on board and we can we can plug it on the way or can charge, I think, charge on board. So no problem. That's That'll be a nice ride. That takes a little bit of worry out of it as well. But uh, anyway, that's kind of, that's, kind of what's on the docket for the next few days but i'm looking forward to ren sport if anybody's listening to this and they're going to ren sport um we'll be there floating around i think at least i will be um saturday maybe friday afternoon certainly saturday and probably a bit on on sunday before i drive back but um Sounds like a fun event. I don't know where the hell I'm going to be this weekend but <laughs> in, in the in the in the garage filming youtube videos um, a little bit, a little bit of car news. I, I just wanted to get out there. Um, when I bought my Mustang Mach One, they sent me like the the gift certificate. It's like, hey, you got the Mach One, you get a day, you know, you get a track day. Uh, I don't know, North Carolina or something like that, or Charlotte Motor Speedway as part of the package. But you kind of, kind of make your way out there. You you got to take your flight and your your hotel and stuff. And honestly, I, I never got an opportunity to do it. Although doing what we do, we get a little spoiled. I get to do a couple of track days here and there, Willow Springs and Irwindale, not with my car yet, but I, I've already been on the track with the new Mustang at Irwindale, uh, kind of an autocross course and the drift course. Um, but that, that course uh, that sort of that invitation to to drive that later expanded to Broncos. You can you brought the Bronco Raptor. You can go to the Bronco off rodeo Raptor event in Texas in uh, Nevada. If you get the other Broncos, you can do or the other Raptors. You can go to the off road events. Um, so Ford's kind of sticking with that and saying, "Hey, if you're getting the new Ford Mustang, you'll be able to go. You'll you you get an invitation. You get a free day at these events. You still have to make your way there. Um, it's going to be part of the new Mustang. Uh, they haven't exactly given out all of the information except for the Mustang Dark Horse. If you get the Mustang Dark Horse, you'll be be able to do the track attack at Charlotte Motor Speedway in North Carolina. So you can go to that event. Um, and if you haven't done anything like this before, it's totally worth doing. If you get some instruction and a little bit of track time, it's worth doing. Now, here's the beauty of it is, is if you're in Oregon and you bought yourself a dark horse, you don't have to drive your car to North Carolina. You could just make your way there. You can fly. They'll have cars for you. You don't have to beat on your own car. You can beat on their cars, which is good. That's uh, it's like going to Bondurant. Yeah, it's kind of like going to going to Bondurant. So you get to basically participate in the, the different Ford racing schools that they're going to be putting together for the Ford owners. And I imagine if you get 
the GT or the EcoBoost, you're going to have those events soon. They just haven't exactly worked out what they're going to be yet. Um, uh, if my guess is, especially like with EcoBoost, they're going to have cars there with the drift brake, and you'll get an opportunity to to kind of throw the car around and use the drift brake, um, which will be which will be kind of fun. Don't expect to look like Von Gittin Jr. sliding around the oval at Irwindale. That's not quite exactly what's going to happen when they show you how to use the drift brake. Uh, um, but yeah. Hello. All right. I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, last minute breakaway. I, I got to finish filming right now, man. I apologize. Uh, I'm sure all the listeners won't. I mean, they'll understand. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, no problem. I know it's a it's a busy day. Uh, we'll wrap things up over here, and then uh, we'll chat again next week. We'll recap. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Peace. Uh, all right. So, just kind of finishing up uh, the the Ford Racing School stuff is going to be kind of fun. Um, if you guys get an opportunity to do that, if you're picking up a Ford or a Bronco or something, you should try those events. Um. You know, the other thing I wanted to touch on Toyota, uh, GR Corolla, um, a cool car that I haven't been in the car yet to drive it. I've been hearing good things about it. I have it on a schedule, um, but it hasn't made it over here yet because we've been kind of traveling, uh, as you guys know, as you guys listen to the show back and forth in Detroit and now Rensport and SEMA show is going to be coming up and, and stuff. But um, there's been a couple little uh, upgrades as far as how you can buy the car uh the the gr corolla for for the 2024 model year um they've introduced a premium grade trim level and that will include the front and rear torsen limited slip differentials which uh it'll be included in that package where normally i think on the base model which they called the core model um was about 1180 bucks uh so this will be included in a package now, the premium grade package. You'll also get the brake cooling ducts, um, some upgraded interior stuff, uh, um, a few things like that. Um, I believe the standard features, of course, will be the JBL sound system and the parking sensors and uh, the wireless charger. Uh, but I believe it's the same colors are going to be a carryover the heavy metal the ice cap black and supersonic red so they kind of did this when the super came out right they made a few like after the first year they already made a few changes to some of the options and and whatnot so that's going on with gr corolla um in the ev world the uh the kia ev9 this is uh their three row ev um that's a uh, it's cool it's got an interesting look to it i like it it's um it's i guess you could say it's going for more of of their their mainstream stuff obviously not the higher up trim levels like genesis would have um but the ev9 uh, now has a base price it's a uh, 56000 bucks I guess if you could say $56,000 is entry level but man cars are just expensive these days um, the base trim. So there's four trim models. There's one called light, light, long range, wind, land, and then there's a GT line. 
Um, the light, which is the base model, is 76.1 kilowatt um, battery, 215 horsepower, uh, single motor on the rear. The estimated range is about 223 miles of range. Um, and zero to 60 is about 7.7 seconds. Now, when you step up to the light long range, which is essentially the same thing, but with the bigger battery, then you get uh, about 300 miles of, of range and a 99.8 kilowatt battery. Um, but it's actually a little slower. So you get more range, but it's a little slower. So the zero to 60 goes from seven, seven to eight, eight. Uh, but then there is the GT line. That is the all wheel drive version steps up the horsepower to 376. The torque to 516. Um, zero to 16 is about five seconds. And that comes in at about 240 miles range. So you can get the small battery with 223 mile range. You can get the big battery for 300 mile range. And if you get the GT line, you get the big battery, but 243 miles of range. Uh, but it's a lot faster. So you'll get a few different options. And I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of cool looking. Um, also keep in mind that there's potentially a, a tax credit for EVs. If you buy an EV in 2024, there's a $7,500 tax credit, but it works a little differently than it has in the past. Now you could take this tax credit and use it as a down payment on the new car, but only if you qualify for the tax credit. So if you owe taxes more than $7,500, you could potentially get this. If you owe less than $7,500, then you won't get the full 7,500, right? You have to qualify for the tax credit to, to get it. Um, you might end up be just pay less than taxes or uh, get the credit and put it toward a new vehicle. But um, you're going to definitely want to chat probably with an accountant on how that works. The dealer might be able to help you as well, sort of explain it, but the dealer doesn't know your tax situation, your financial situation. So um, yeah, it's really going to be helpful to to talk to an accountant if you have an accountant about it. Um, unless you do your own taxes, in which case, yeah, good luck. I'm sure you can figure it out. Um, anyway, that's uh, that's about it. We've got uh, a handful of things. So I think we're going to cut things a little bit uh, uh, short today because there's just so much on the docket. Uh, and wheels up pretty soon for, for rent sports. So uh, as usual, um, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you uh, next week. Until next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.